Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. Here we are again, coming from the living room couch. Sunny's on the other couch. We're both holding the couches down from floating away, and I am reaching, reaching into the YouTube comment section on my channel. Where am I? I'm lost. I'm okay. I'm finding it. It is coming up, and we will soon be answering your questions. Okay, here we go. Contains questions. YouTube does have a nice filter so that I can filter out things with question marks very easily, and it doesn't matter what video you posted on, even if it's a video from five years ago, the questions will still come up, and I do my best to answer as many as I can. So here we go, let's get started. Um, The Creator's Attic said, Pam, I got engaged yesterday. Do you have any wedding journals that made that you could flip through for us? I want to make a journal of our adventures before the wedding and another to be made after we get married and have our first year. Oh, that is so beautiful. She was watching the junk journal chat video uh, playing with eco-dyed paper um, that was last week on Friday. Um, um, I, I'm, I'm, the one wedding journal that I actually made was one of, was actually my very, it was my second junk journal ever and I gave it away as a wedding gift. So technically I don't have that one. It wasn't stylized like what you'd think, like it's not what, it wasn't covered in white lace and all of that, but I gave it as a gift and I just thought it would be something interesting and unique for the couple to have. Um, if you're going for that unique and bizarre gift, although you can also make them um, for bridesmaids um, or the guest book or something like that. I mean, there's so many different ways you can incorporate a junk journal into a wedding. It could be a traditional scrapbook style one, which would house pictures and mementos and maybe your napkin or a favor or um, a booklet of matches. Does anybody do that anymore? I don't know. Um, Anyway, uh, things like that, photos, Um, special notations, all sorts of interesting things about the wedding. I don't have one I can actually show you at this moment, um, but uh, I know people do definitely make them, so I think it's a beautiful journey that you're on, and I would just say go for it. Um, I don't know, most of my friends are so old, nobody's getting married anymore, what can I say? (laughs) Okay, Uh, Kelly Hard asks, what? I didn't quite catch that. Oh, she's, oh yeah, okay, here I'm getting a earful of, there was no sound with my video that posted yesterday. It was called Using a Masterboard. And let me just tell you, it was the best audio ever, and it's gone. I don't know where it went. Sunny's pup date, absolutely outstanding. Um, I was a second runner-up, amazing, and I, ha- I, don't, I, I always test before I record. I tested, it, sh- it was showed it was working, I recorded it, and poof, it wasn't there. So um, unfortunately, I didn't have time to do a voiceover or um, record a new video, but we carry on. I hope you can find forgiveness in your heart for the slip on the banana peel. It happens every once in a while over here. Okay, um, okay, here come the questions of where, where did your voice go? I'm just gonna consider that one giant answer for all of them. Um, Pamela Allen Sanders asks, what is the theme for this journal? Um, that journal um, that I was showing in that video, I would say I have a giant theme called eclectic, <laughs> which means it could be anything, a little of this, a little of that. And uh, But I would call this one maybe um, uh, shabby, shabby vintage botanical. There you go. 
Uh, that's the grand name I'm going to give it because I really don't know what else to, to call it. Um, but uh, I do uh, love doing that. Okay, so there's much forgiveness coming here for, oh my goodness, what happened to you? Um, uh, it's so sweet that you were watching the video even without the sound. That is amazing. Thank you so much for, for everybody who weathered through that. Um, um, I do apologize and uh, I will work on that not happening again. It happens about, I would say twice a year for unbeknownst reasons. Probably I did, I did something wrong. Most likely user error. Um, okay, Andrea Martin says, I find myself quote unquote journaling by creating journals for others. Do you ever feel that way, Pam? Thank you for all of your clever help. Um, if you actually mean writing in, in journals, or do you, you might actually mean that you're writing notes to yourself on how you want to make it, something like that. Or I, I, I don't journal. Um, I know it's kind of strange. I don't journal per se. I've tried to get myself to, I'm just not a big journaler. I've tried and tried and tried and tried and tried and I just, I can't, it's just not in me right now. But um, um, I do write in a journal that is more of a utilitarian style journal where it's my to-do list, it's my organization for the week list, it's my ideas for digikits uh, lists, it's it's like everything I'm currently thinking about, I log in that book. What I've completed, I scratch off, what I still have to do, I, I roll to the next day. It's not truly a planner, it's just a regular journal, and I use it as kind of a giant dumping database um, planner, organizational, whatnot journal. So I guess that's a, a viable journal in and of itself. I don't know why I discount that. That's that's a journal as much as any other gosh darn journal is. Gosh darn, thank you. Um, Crystal Hoffager, uh, hello Pam. Thanks for being so inspirational and, and, thank, and for sharing your cute little handsome guy, Sonny. Anyone in here from Virginia? Well, come forth. Show yourself, Virginians, I'll bet we've got a few. Um, Janice Stewart says, hello, Pam. I'm wondering, hoping, asking, et cetera, if you've done altered books, if you could show us how to start them. I've heard of the pages uh, are removed in the book, but I'm clueless as to where to start. I'm sure others, myself, would like to see how you do one. Um, yeah, we can do one. Um, yes, you, you do. Or, or, the way I've done it is you do, um, not chronologically, but you do uh, sequentially remove pages, like every third page or every fifth page or um, you count one, two, three, and then remove two pages, one, two, three, and then move two pages. And um, um, you're debulking the book so that when you decorate the pages, it, um, uh, uh, sorry, I got a text in. Um, it, when you decorate the pages, it will not over bulk the thing because if you try and if you try and um, decorate all the pages in a book with things that bulk up, your book is going to look like one of my chunky monkeys very quickly when you're only going to be a quarter way through the book. So you really, it really is imperative uh, on some level to debulk the book. And you can do it with um, ruler and craft knife, or you could just uh, tear the pages out. Um, but we'll, yeah, I'll, I think that would be better shown on a video, and I will, certainly will do that. That sounds like fun. Naomi Christman asks, what is sorry silk? It's actually sari silk, S-A-R-I, like the, the Indian saris that are worn in India um, or, or other places, but um, they take them, uh, the used ones, and they um, um, shred them into pieces of fabric because they're such beautiful pieces of silk 
that uh, I like to buy the ribbons of it. It's like, um, it looks like a ribbon. Um, <laughs> the ribbon looks like a ribbon. It's a long, thin piece that you can use to bind or tie together journals or use them for spine dangles or, or just you could cut little pieces of it and use it um, for embellishments or all sorts of things. Um, just so many different things you could um, put them on the spine of a journal, on the back, on the inside, or on the outside, they would look really pretty. Actually, that's a, a really cool idea, just thinking about that, to put that on the inside spine of a journal. That would be really pretty. If you did a hidden spine, it wouldn't even have to be hidden. It would just be pretty. That, that's a great idea. Somebody write that down. Somebody who has a journal, step forward and write that down in your ideas section. Okay, there's my, my texting again. Okay, go away. Poof. Um, it's uh, other work-related stuff, um, not junk journal stuff. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, I don't know how to turn my phone off and record on my phone at a podcast. I'm just not that good at it. I'm sure there's a way, and I will look it up. How about that? Um, okay. Real fear Fire Tags asked, Pam, what is the strangest thing you have put in a journal? Oh, yeah, there's some weird things. Um, I thought that little... Um, the little crocheted baby boot was very unique that I just put in the gothic journal in the front and then also the funerary pages from the antique ledger that was interesting like how much does it cost to embalm a body open the grave that kind of thing that was interesting and also I've put in feathers um, coins old uh, coins and and old defunct money uh, paper currency that's interesting um, the strangest thing I've got some strange things I have not put in journals because I think they're a little too strange um, or they might be a little shocking and I thought, man, I better not put that in there. But um, I've come across some unusual things. But I would say those are the things that come right to my mind. Um, I'll think of more things because there are some interesting things that have gone in there. I'm just not thinking of them at the moment. Brendab asked, Hi Pam, when you are creating the handmade paper with the flowers, leaves, or seeds, when do you add them? In the slurry mix before... You, you take it out of your screen. I would say I've tried it both ways. I've mixed it in the slurry and I end up not seeing it that much because the items get buried in the slurry when you pull it out of the water on your screen. I found more luck put like having it float on top of the water and then as you're pulling out your screen, have it nestle, it almost like nests into the fibers and if a little of the fibers, oh, like, um, almost anchor it, it's like they lift up a leg and hold on to it. And when they dry, they, 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 they hold it down. And I would say the top down maneuver is best. Like, get your slurry, just put it below the water surface with on your screen, get your like slurry stuff on there, and then sprinkle a few pretty flowers and petals and then lift it right out of the water. Yeah, you might lose some. They always move at the last second. I try and put them where I want them, and I when that maneuver, whoosh, they kind of like whoosh this way or that way. Um, but it, it's usually all pretty good. Um, but that's what I would recommend. Yeah, close to when you're pulling it out. Um, Shell B Creations asked, in your list of junk journal supplies, you have twist ties listed. Can you show us how you use them, please? Um, Oh gosh, yes I could. Um, there's lots of different ways to use twist ties. I had these gold uh, twist ties that I bought in a big pack once and they were so pretty. Um, you can use those for um, little toppers for um, 
junk journal cards and things like that. You can make bows out of them, and they make cute little bows, and you can glue them onto... Uh, uh, you don't even have to truly tie them, you can just fold them in a bow shape and then glue that to your paper. Um, and uh, you could make page trim with them, where you run them down a page, maybe just like pretend they're connected to each other, just glue them close together. You can make designs out of them, you could make flowers out of them and things like that and glue them onto a page. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there's a whole host of other things. I'm trying to think what else could you use those for. Um, you could definitely use them to attach things on spine dangles. Yep, you could definitely do that. Or if you need to attach anything to your final uh, binding method, like let's say you're using a piece of sari silk ribbon to wrap around your journal to tie it closed, and maybe you want to tuck a few things in where the knot is, but you're not quite sure the knot will stay knotted. So you could put a twist tie in there to secure it. You could do that. I don't know, just random thoughts here. Um, Gina Seahawk asks, I'm sorry, I'm totally butchering these names. I apologize. The dyed papers are beautiful and it has given me some paper crafting ideas. Have you ever used Kool-Aid to dye the papers? I know this works perfect on eggs at Easter and is a lot less expensive. Yes, I, I have used Kool-Aid. Unsweetened Kool-Aid um, is, I think, basically powdered food color. So I think, I don't know, but I, I would imagine it would work fine. I think I have done it. And I'm feeling very confident in myself saying that. So I would say I'm like 98% sure I've done it and it's been successful. I know you can use food color and that works very well. And you can get some very intense colors and you can blend them together. If you want to knock it back to be a bit more of a muted color as opposed to a bright color, you can put in a little drop, drop of black or a drop, drop of brown. Yes, they do have food color and black and brown. I know it's weird. Um, or you can mix colors to get browns um, that as well. Um, uh, wise Sea Girl says, I made some master boards yesterday and put them on your Facebook page. Had so much fun. What color bobbin do you keep in the sewing machine most? Um, I either have white, brown, or black. I would say I rotate between those. I'll toss in a green every once in a while. But those are my base colors. Um, and sometimes if it's in the bobbin and I'm not going to see it, I'll put in a an ugly color or one that I'm not that thrilled about just so I can use it up. Um, but if it's something that I'm going to see on both sides then I'll put in something that I get the color that I like. Yeah. But I, I think you can't go wrong with like a, a, like a, like a brown, like a good old brown. That'll get you through most things in a pinch if you're wondering. And a good old white will get you through most pinches, but you won't have a lot of pop with the white unless it's against a darker background. But the brown does show up against most things that I use or use it on, so brown is a good solid guess, yeah. I'd probably even go brown over black just because it looks more vintage and antique to me. Black can be a little bit harsh depending on how it shows up, but it can also be very um, striking and a nice neutral to work with, so I leave it up to you. GGT asks, your masterboard is gorgeous, but may I ask, what does one do with a masterboard? Well, I it, you're just gonna be so happy you asked that question because um, this Monday, this past, Monday, which is um, actually today, but this this podcast is coming out on Tuesday tomorrow. Um, unfortunately, the vid the audio was lost, but the video demonstrates taking that master board, cutting it up, and using it in multiple different ways as pockets and tucks and things like that in a junk journal. And I tried to show you some. Um, obvious ones and alternative ones as well. So hopefully that video um, 
might get seen by somebody who's willing to watch it without sound. Ah, but it's pretty self-explanatory, even without the sound. Um, Melanie V. and Doe asks, Hi, Pam and Sunny. I recently started making paper. What are some projects to do with it? I am thinking about making a journal topper with it. Oh, that's kind of cool. What a great idea. Um... Uh, I know it's it's unusual paper when we make it when I make it myself it's a little bit thicker than regular paper so it doesn't lend itself so much to writing on or uh, doing art with like like painting on but you could paint on it um, uh, but I would say it would be really cool as cover art like let's say your journal is done you could cut a piece or tear a piece even better um, of your handmade paper and um, glue that to the front of your cover or maybe even down the spine that would look really pretty um, you could make pockets and tucks out of it I've done that with my thinner pieces they work well and if you're unsure of the integrity of it you can always back it with a piece of printer paper or cardstock um, that will look pretty um, you could also decorate envelopes with it I think that would be really cool um, and I think oh I, I know that you can turn them into bookmarks, which is really cool. Um, you can also, I would recommend backing them with something like, again, maybe a piece of cardstock or um, something like that, like paper bag or something like that to give it a little bit of extra um, strength because the handmade paper will break if you bend it too much. So something to stiffen it up and make it sturdy. And I like to sew around if I'm gonna do a backing on handmade paper um, with the sewing machine with a zigzag stitch all the way around the edges and that really locks it in. I made a bunch of bookmarks that way and they came out really cool. So there you go, there we go, that's that, that's that. We're harding as we go, I'm so proud. Um, uh, Northern Ink says, the handmade papers are great for putting in journals, maybe not for writing on, but for pockets and side tucks. My question is, have you ever made a journal with just a couple colors? Yes, yes I have. I've done a black and white, I've done a red and white, I've done a blue journal, I've done a pink and brown journal. Um, those are the ones that come to mind but yes and those are actually fun and it's a great easy way to start um, I remember when I first sat down I think one of the first ones I did was a blue journal um, so I collected I just went around and got my papers that were blue um, any embellishments that I already had made the blue ones I pulled out um, I looked for blue ribbons and um, blue paint blue ink so I could rubber stamp in blue um, it was really a lot of fun when you start looking around for a color uh, to use as a theme in your craft room or craft area You're gonna find all sorts of inspirational things that come up It's a great way to get started great for newbies beginners and also a lot of fun for the seasoned. That's right um, uh, Robert take here asks did you hear me when you put the green ink on the orange paper? No looks way better than I expected all oh, thanks <laughs> oh the mercy you're so sweet yes I know you never know with the color mixing sometimes you just have to go a little wired wired you have to go a little wired Robert it happens it happens around here a lot we also try to go wild when we're able to um, crepe myrtle journal says questions did you hear this bath of water did you heat this bath of water with the writ dye did you make a video of any eco dyeing in the past Inquiring minds want to know. I thought I did. Um, I'm pretty sure I did. Oh, did I heat the water? Well, I think when I put it, like I sandwiched all the papers and the leaves together, paper, leaf, paper, leaf, paper, bind everything together um, between two kind of hard things so it holds them flat. The, the more 
approximated or the more touching the little pieces of the leaf are to the paper, the better transference you're going to get and also outlining. And then I added the writ dye to the boiling, steaming, not boiling, the um, simmering water. And that came out pretty cool. So yes, there you go. Um, I think I do have eco, I'm, God, I'm pretty sure, I'm like like 99% sure, I would go to my uh, homepage on YouTube um, and look for the magnifying glass. You may need to scroll over to the right to see it, but the magnifying glass is the search, and then type in eco-dye, eco-dying, one word, E-C-O, e I think I use a dash, D-Y-I-N-G, and it might even be D-Y-E-I-N-G, not sure. Um, and it should pop up. And I'll try and put a link to it on my next video if I can remember. Okay, there you go, folks. Thanks. Have an awesome day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.